Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com, to another blog, and to another podcast. Welcome to those who access the podcast through Apple, Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we continue in our study of the first epistle written by Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 reads, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace be multiplied. That's First Peter chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Today we continue our new study in the book of 1 Peter. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, the Apostle Peter identifies the follower of the Lord Jesus Christ with three descriptors, exiles, elect, and chosen. God created mankind with two basic needs, to be loved and to love. When we are loved, our deep need for security is addressed. And as our understanding of his love for us grows, we should be becoming more and more secure. When we love others, our deep need for significance is addressed. There's no greater significance than knowing that our lives have influenced others for eternity. Just think, there will be people in heaven because we shared the gospel with them. Today we are considering the second descriptor of the believer in Christ found in verse 2. The Greek word translated elect is a participle that is made up of a compound of two words meaning out of and called. When these two words are used like this, we are introduced to the commonly used word throughout the New Testament, meaning church. Sadly, when most people think of the word church, they think of a building. Of course, this is not the biblical definition of the word. The church is not a building, but a body of people with the same head, the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is made up of those who have been called out from being defined by this world. The church are those who have been called into a personal relationship with God, whereby we are learning to be defined by Him. The professionalization of the ministry has hurt the cause of Christ as much as the distortion of the word church. The man-made idea of a prominent head pastor comes from the desire of those who desire to have someone lead them. But the Lord Jesus has called us to follow him. He's called us to be led by him. Learning to follow the Lord is not so difficult if we are listening to him daily through his word, the Bible. Most want to be told what to do. But God has designed it so that we are to grow in a personal relationship with Him, wherein we are learning to listen to Him. We are learning to hear Him. 
And we're learning to follow him at every turn of life. The professionalization of ministry has served to subvert the ways of God in our lives. In the New Testament, the word pastor always appears in the plural form. There's no scriptural evidence that there should be a singular senior head pastor. The word pastor is the Latin word for shepherd. This means that pastor has never been intended by God to be a professional title, but a work that one is gifted to do as God leads. A pastor is a shepherd who is gifted by God to care for and nurture the people of God. Not as a professional, hierarchical, vocational office. All spiritual gifts are to be exercised within the context of the gathering of the called out ones. Sadly, many churches do not operate like this. Many people don't even know what their spiritual gifts are, much less learning to exercise them in the context of the church. The Greek word ekklesia, often translated church in the Bible, is best translated called out ones. As we have already noted, when we are mindful of this better definition, we come to see the static nature of our relationship with the Lord and with one another. The words of the Lord Jesus, come, follow me, are revolutionary and have rerouted the trajectory of many lives. These words radically changed our orientation upon life because instead of being defined by our limited understanding or that of others, now we are learning to be defined by God. And his definition of things is radical and sometimes frightening. His definition of how our lives should be lived is quite unpredictable and therefore frightening. This is why most reject his claims and his definition of life. Across the generations, this invitation has not changed, but it continues to change everything. Modern-day believers still answer the call to follow the Lord Jesus Christ into this new life that he defines, leaving a trail of transformation in his wake. Many miss his call upon their lives because he uses some of the most unanticipated unusual and most often unwanted means to call and to define us. For me, he used, among other experiences, the death of my mother when I was five years old and the death of my father when I was 17 years old. Through these two life-changing events, the Lord garnered my attention. In many ways, I was backed into a corner, rendering belief in the God of the Bible. I've often wondered where I would be if he had not intercepted my life. As called out ones, God expects us to be involved in the work of calling others out. The believer in the Lord Jesus who is learning to walk with him on a daily basis will be motivated to target others with whom we can share the gospel. We must be diligent to pray that the Lord would call them out of being defined by this world to being defined by him.
I always find it amazing to watch him do the work in the lives of those for whom I pray. All he asks us to do is to be available and to share our story with him, with them. Loved people love people. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I could be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.